Hello. Hello! Welcome to Sit for a Spell, a podcast where we discuss the lore, the traditions, and modern practices of the occult. Learn alongside us as we explore the many ways the witches of today observe their craft. So grab your book of shadows, light your candles. It's time to sit for a spell. Hello! Hi! Hi, hi. Welcome to Sit for a Spell podcast. I'm Jess. I'm James. And today is so special. <gasps> do, 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 do. Sorry, that was really Do the sound effects. <laughs> I know. I don't have any. We need a soundboard. If we were, if we were um, prepared, we would have we done it have. on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> we could have done a little. Wait, uh, I'm going to look something up. Hold on. <laughs> you can. <laughs> but if you've been listening to us for this long, which as of this very episode is one year one year you'll know we're not the most prepared people on the planet that's fine Um, i didn't think that through (laughs) anyway it's our anniversary (laughs) yay 52 episodes we did it so exciting we did it 52 episodes i I think we've only ever done one repeat because yeah so we we've been working this whole year, guys. Like, yeah, we only did one, and you'll know why we only did one repeat in the next next episode. week. We will next tell week you why we will finally reveal why. Mm-hmm. Well, we talked about why a little bit, but weren't exactly truthful. Um, <laughs> so if you <laughs> listen next week, you'll find out. Yeah, um, but yeah. But last year we launched on Halloween. It worked out like perfectly. Mm-hmm. Perfectly. And um, so this year we're only a couple of days away from Halloween. But yeah, so Halloween last year was on a Friday. And then since that episode, we've always released on Thursdays just because it's a day it's of the week that we pick. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so one full year of episodes. Yeah. Some of you have been with us from the beginning. The whole time. And we uh, love you and appreciate you. Some of you are new, and we also love and appreciate you. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I can't believe it's been a year. It doesn't feel like a year. No, it does not. We are nowhere. We are it the, feels like five the years. same amount of prepared <laughs> as we were the beginning. <laughs> we have learned nothing. I am I am fully <laughs> prepared today oh. as I was. Yeah. For that episode. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing that we've gotten better at is actually recording. Before, we have better equipment things. Better equipment and actually like the setup. Before it would take us like an hour to, to even set up, to even start recording. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. Now we get it. Now I literally just have to open everything. We've got that down. And, but you know, we've learned. The only thing today was I got a, I have a new laptop and I forgot all my passwords. It's the way it always goes. <laughs> it's always something. It's always, it's always something. All right, but um, but we got it. We've uh, yeah, it's been a little, a little surreal at times. The amount of mm-hmm. support we've been getting, um, Instagram, yeah. our giveaways are fun. Talking to all of you, yeah. talking to our listeners mm-hmm. and people who are new. That you know, people who tell us that they they uh 
you know, just like they've learned a lot from us or that they have fun or that we help their day, things like that. It's just, it's really nice. Yeah. It's really nice to hear from everybody. And I have learned a lot mm-hmm. of, and I know that's why we started this podcast and why we continue mm-hmm. um, is because we are constantly learning in the episodes that we do. We know a little bit about, mm-hmm. but that's why kind of like that tagline is like sit for a spell and learn with us in our, in our kind of like a mm-hmm. description in our, our show episodes notes. because we, we choose the episodes because we don't know a lot about the topic. So we want, we to, want learn. to learn just as much yeah. as you are. And so we have learned a lot. A lot. It's really cool. We've learned a lot. And it's given it us like an excuse. Cool. It's all stuff we've always wanted to learn, but it's like, yeah, now you have to. It's like school. Mm-hmm. You have to sit down and do your research because you're yeah, going to be exactly. This is going to be recorded, mm-hmm. and we make mistakes, but that's don't okay. We all we're human. We're humans. Yeah. So humans. congratulations, Jess. You too, Jean. We did it. It's a two-man that's operation. Sweet. It's been us the whole time. Yep, we get it us done. The whole time, and <laughs> we don't get paid for this. That's for sure. We sure don't. <laughs> We do this in our off time. For funsies. We have time. Yeah. Yeah. But we're not opposed to getting paid for it. You know? I know. Someone want to pay us? Send it it our way. Let's do it. Send it our way. Um, But yeah. We're super grateful. Mm -hmm. Um, Super appreciative. Mm -hmm. uh, Super proud. And very excited to keep going because the list we have... Um, for new episodes keeps growing yeah and love it when you request episodes mm-hmm. through our dm mm-hmm. instagram is the best way to do it we do check our dms constantly mm-hmm. um so throw them at us yeah some of the some of the like most interesting things we've done have been because they've been mm-hmm. listener requests which is so cool because yeah we, exactly. we we try to we write this stuff down and then we try to plan it off, you know, you know, at least a month ahead. And then we kind of get, you you know, when you're, you get like tunnel vision, you're trying to see something and someone comes from the outside and it's like, Hey, have you heard of this? Like, no, I have not. Yeah. We're going to do that. So. Yes, exactly. Keep mm-hmm. them coming. Mm-hmm. Keep them coming. Keep them coming, please. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Hold on, I got distracted by I had pulled up this thing that I wanted to talk about and then I almost made it go away. But not for this, for the sound one thing. But uh, what else but, do I want to well, say? So speaking of our listeners, I got mm-hmm. a DM from someone. <clears throat> we read their story on our ghost um episode a couple episodes ago. No. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Um, they just let us know, like, "Hey, I'm so grateful you got to read our story, read my story, and um, I just wanted to let you know that my pronouns are they, them, and we were calling them she, her. So mm. she, they weren't upset, and um, they were very nice about it. But I just thought that was important to bring to bring out. And we're not going to say who they are or anything because they said that they kind of, it was kind of like on the down low a little bit, but okay. that is important. And so we just wanted to bring that up that if there's something like that, that we definitely make a mistake on, let us know because that is important. Your pronouns are important. Mm-hmm. So um, I definitely yeah. um, 
you know, told them, oh, my gosh, we're so sorry. Next time we'll be sure to get it right. And they were super sweet about it. And, um, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. not upset at all. And we're always, we're um, pro whenever you send us something, throw your pronouns in there too. Yeah, definitely. We want know. to address you correctly. So, yeah, we are Let's fully inclusive it. here. But, yeah, I thought that was kind of just a little thing. Not that it was like a big deal um, or it was made to be a big deal, but I think it's important. Oh, yeah, for oh. sure. I keep – and I know we've talked about it. And I every time I edit this podcast, I get so mad at myself because <laughs> I always say you guys like all the time. Like I say it every oh, – yeah. it's a California, it's California thing. Thing. And yeah. I'm trying to stop. I say it in my text message to the um, group that Jamie and I are in with all of oh, our yeah. best friends. I say you guys all the time. And I say it to my students and I say, oh, I'm trying so hard. <laughs> yeah. It's your learning. But like, it's a learning. I mean, it's like, you know, 30 plus years of speaking one way and just yeah. trying to trying to fix it whenever you can. And uh, I think even the fact that you're trying or thinking about it is a big deal. So, Well, and that's something else that I've, I've been really appreciative with this podcast is um, – Getting to know everybody and kind of not that I maybe wouldn't have changed my verbiage Mm -hmm. otherwise, but I think it wouldn't have been a conscious thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But because of this and because of how we have so many different people in our fan base that it's um, been nice to consciously try to um, change the way that we speak. Mm -hmm. And I think that has been very beneficial. Because I have been working it in with my students um, and I have been Mm -hmm. doing other things. And it's so important with the little ones, you know? Yeah, because then it becomes second nature to them. They don't even have to think about Mm -hmm. it. I've used folks with them. I call them friends, like different things instead of like ladies and gentlemen or Mm -hmm. boys and girls. Like I use – I've been consciously trying to use – different terminology because of this podcast and I really appreciate that yeah that's good that's, yeah. that's great oh the little ones oh the little guys yeah. they're so cute they are but anywho um we are in the middle of our biggest giveaway ever have you seen and it, it got really popular on Instagram there are um, over a thousand entries at this point with but that's okay yeah with a few days to go still go check it out on our instagram our anniversary giveaway ends on halloween yes so this is goes up on thursday um so you'll have thursday friday and then all of that i don't know all of saturday so Mm -hmm. at midnight on halloween it'll close Mm -hmm. and then i'm not making any promises that we'll choose the winner the next day um (laughs) Yeah, because <laughs> we forget sometimes. Mm-hmm. But uh, I will say that you will probably know by Monday. Oh yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. So enter that. Um, there are two runners up, and the runners up do get a nice um, consolation prize. So mm-hmm. um, enter, enter, enter. So. Share it with people. Um, it is a great prize to win. If you're beginning, if you're in the middle, or even if you're a very experienced person of the craft, it's a lot of um, staples. There's pieces. runes in there. Yeah, 
There's runes. There's those runes are tumbled obsidian. And I mean, come on. I got really excited about obsidian in this box. <laughs> so you did. <laughs> there's like there's a carved obsidian star. There's an amethyst palm stone. There's um tarot the tumbled cards. runes. Yeah, there's the, the crow tarot cards, which are so cool for the season. There's a can- um, spell candle. Oh, the pendulum, pendulum board. board. It's a wooden pendulum board, and of course, the actual pendulum is also. Oh no, the the pendulum is um, tourmaline. Mm-hmm. It's black tourmaline. Yeah, um, which is so intuitive. So I mean, oh, it's so good. Yeah, definitely go check it I out said on in Instagram. The other I should have just ordered double of everything for myself because <laughs> I can't win my own prize. <laughs> you can win. You can make a finsta. <laughs> uh. But yeah, it's so great. So enter, please. Um, you also get a Sit for Spell podcast sticker. And a handwritten note. Yeah. The only time you ever get the Sit for Spell podcast stickers is if you win a giveaway. That's the only time you ever yeah. get them. Uh, we have them, but we should sell we them. Don't know what to do with them. <laughs> Would you guys buy them if we sold them? I They're know. nice stickers. I have them on my water bottle and it's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's held up. I've had it on there for a I year. I was going to hold up my water bottle to show. Oh, see, everyone? See? see? You can't see it. <laughs> oh, well, okay. If you listen to this podcast and if you were on Instagram today, which is Sunday the 25th, you would have seen the sticker because we're going live today at 1 o'clock. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in Travel back in so, time. Well, it'll be on have It'll be an IGTV. So you'll be able to see yeah. it. Yeah. So let's just rewind a minute and say... If you want to see everything in our giveaway, go to our Instagram because there's an IGTV video. Perfect. Yay. <laughs> see, professional. <laughs> it's really hard to keep the past and the future together in the present. <laughs> That's very profound, actually. <laughs> That's this whole quarantine in a nutshell. <laughs> it is. We should put it on a shirt. Yeah, we should. So, <sighs> today, so anyways. because Samhain is so close... And because mm-hmm. it's nearing the end of spooky month, we thought we'd just throw in a couple extra fun little spooky things. So Jess is going to teach us a little more about Samhain. She yes. talked about it a little bit. And we had a what year? Um, in the Wheel of the Year episode. Wheel of the Year episode. Yeah. And then after that, I'm going to be talking about seances. I'm very excited about that. Um, I was so... The new Unsolved Mysteries season came out, season two. I haven't watched it Well, then I won't talk about it too much. But there was a beautiful episode, and I was not expecting this episode, and I was not expecting the emotions that came along with it. (laughs) Um, But it was about the tsunami that took place in Japan, northern Japan in 2011, um, and the spirits that were left behind. Ooh. and so, like, it's been on my mind. I gotta watch that ghost. It's very emotional. <laughs> Just so you know. Yeah. Oh, speaking of ghosts, really quick, <laughs> before we continue, um, Bly Manor got me bad. Oh, yeah. At the end. <laughs> it's a good, Oh, my God. It's, it's um, uh, it gets you. It gets you. It gets you, man. It sneaks right up on you. Yeah. 
Because in the middle, in the beginning, I couldn't, I, I said it before, I couldn't sleep, right? The first like two or three episodes, I was like, oh my God, who is that guy in the corner? And I hate it. <laughs> and then um, the middle episodes, I was like, okay, like what is going on here? Like I don't, <laughs> you know? But then those last two episodes got me so hard. Yeah. And my emotions weren't expecting it and couldn't handle it for other reasons and just because and I didn't appreciate it. I'm glad that I binged it because, like you said, those middle episodes were so – they were also different from each other and then, like, kind of confusing. And then it all wraps up at the end. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, like, when I got to – the end. I was like, ah, makes sense. But that last episode is just... Oh, yeah. <sighs> yeah, we can't even... If you haven't seen it, we can't spoil it, but... Yeah, I'm not going to talk about it anymore. Ghost, man. So, yeah, I'm going to give a um, brief refresher on Samhain. Um, things to do, things to think about, your altar, um, whatnot. And then we'll jump into seances. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay, so um, as you all know, Samhain is the uh, traditional Celtic um, way to say the season um, in the wheel of the year. This is the time from October 31st um, or November 1st, or some people practice it for the full 48 hours. Some people in the Wiccan and Pagan practice um, believe that this is the traditional start of the wheel of the year instead of Yule. Um, but then there are those who do think Yule is the start. So really, it's up to you because, you know, you do you. Mm-hmm. This is the third harvest festival on the Wheel of the Year. And so there's a lot of um, uh, imagery for harvest, uh, wheat, the pumpkins, fallen leaves, the fall rustic colors, things like that. So really quick, I wanted to just jump into kind of the history of Halloween and why we celebrate Halloween. Um, And so this is just from my personal understanding, things that I've been told along the way, things that I've learned along the way. And um, what I know to be true, and I could be wrong, let me know, is that so way back in the day in, um, in Ireland, in Celtic tradition, you believed in spirits and you believed in the supernatural and in witchcraft and in all of these things, right? This is before um, religion really seeped in too much, um, or at least the Abrahamic religions. And what they believed is that at this time of year, when the veil is the thinnest, before we go into the deep winter, um, the spirits could come, right? Mm -hmm. And they could visit. And one of the ways that they prevented bad spirits or trickster spirits was by carving harvest vegetables um, in a way that light would shine through them if they put a candle in them, right? Mm -hmm. And so one of the most traditional um, root vegetables that they used were the turnips, which is the turnips are those like little tiny white and purple. Well, they're tiny now. They weren't probably tiny then. But um, root vegetable, you know, turnips, the purple and white things at the grocery yeah. store. And they wouldn't always carve faces in them. They would just carve so that the light would shine through. And then they would put these um, in front of their doors or even just around their village. 
so that their village or community was surrounded with the light so that the tricksters wouldn't come in. And then they would also put um, like sweet foods, breads, things of the season in baskets along the perimeters as well as offerings. And so that tradition of kind of going and putting things out, providing the sweets, um, protecting from the trickster spirits um, eventually came over to America. And instead, there was this long period of time where Americans did not celebrate Halloween. There was a huge period of time. Um, And when the Irish really started to come over, um, part of that potato famine, just part of um, immigrating over to the States, um, that's when the idea of Halloween kind of got brought back up again just because of ancient tradition, Mm -hmm. you know? So slowly, it was really in like the 30s and 40s where families started making homemade masks and things like that to where traditionally it would be warded to ward off evil. Um, but now it was kind of just like to be fun and celebratory. And then the turnips got turned into jack-o'-lanterns and then the sweet treats got turned into Hershey bars and so mm-hmm. on and so forth. So, yeah. <laughs> um, it's just one of those holidays where we still do these, um, practice these simple traditions like carving the jack-o'-lanterns and putting them outside of your house mm-hmm. where people don't really understand why they're doing it. Right. They just think it's cute or whatever. But in essence, you're putting a lantern outside of your house to protect your home mm-hmm. from evil. Yeah. And that's what you're doing. Yeah. So... That's kind of a little history of Halloween. There's obviously a lot more to it, but that's like the <laughs> in a nutshell yeah. version. <laughs> um, but Samhain is very different <laughs> from Halloween. They're kind of two different things. They just happen at the same time. Right. Um, and it's kind of like that thing where Yule and Christmas kind of mm-hmm. melded together mm-hmm. you know, became the one thing. So Themes of Samhain um, are death, rebirth, uh, divination, honoring your culture, honoring your heritage, introspection, um, benign mischief, and revelry. Um, Those ones are kind of like, again, from the spirits. This is the end of the growing season and the beginning of deep winter. So obviously there is a lot of thought on um, traditionally of death dying things kind of like going back into the earth Mm -hmm. things aren't growing anymore um when we were not in modern times when we were old back in these traditional times um there was a lot of actual human death because of the cold uh, malnourishment so death is really on the mind Mm -hmm. at this time um not to mention that the veil is so thin right so right kind of goes together Um, Some other things. So, um, Samhain in Old Irish uh, means summer's end. So, we know that in our Gregorian calendar, summer ends at September 21st um, at the the solstice. And so, um, in the Celtic tradition, this would be the official end of summer and going into the winter, which is why a lot of people do think this is the new part of the year. Mm Um, the time when the role of death um, is honored, the nights grow longer. We were already experiencing that. Yeah. Uh, and it starts to get cold. I'm wearing a long sleeve shirt for the first time 
in how long? I don't even know. Yeah, I've been wearing a sweater and like long pajamas for like the past week. And I know we're it's we're Southern California. We say it's cold. It's seventy degrees. You know, like it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> we're cold. It's the best. It's the best seventy degrees though. Mm-hmm. We literally keep our back door open and our like kitchen door open and like have fans in front of them so that the house will get as cold as possible yeah oh yeah i love to be (sighs) and like at night it gets down to like 60 and you're like ooh, like you have to get in a big blanket i had to get a second blanket it's great you all know that we've (laughs) been complaining how hot it has been so yeah (sighs) even though oh my gosh so those of you not in california so all this week, it's going to be beautiful. Like, it's even projected to rain today, which I'm super stoked about. Mm-hmm. And guess what said the temperature is going to be on Halloween? 90. Yes. No, not that high. <laughs> it's supposed to be 85 degrees on Halloween. Oh. That's a bunch of bull crap. Of course. I feel like it's always hot on Halloween. It's always hot on Halloween. It was hot last Halloween, too. Yeah. It, like, so- always gets hot on the holidays. Yeah. Like, one Christmas, it was, like, 75. Yeah. It's like what? California. <laughs> Global warming. You can like see the snow from where I live, and I'm like wearing a t-shirt on Christmas. Yeah, and shorts. I already have my Christmas dress, and it's a t-shirt dress that goes to my knees because nice. I already know I'm going to be hot. Yeah, it's going to be hot. <laughs> <sighs> anywho, anywho. So on this hot Samhain, um something that. A lot of people of the craft practice on Samhain, the days leading up to it and the days after, is divination. Mm. Whether this be runes, whether it be your pendulum, whether it be tarot, um, even just spirit work, shadow work, this is the time to do it if you're going to do it. Because this is the time where the veil is the thinnest and you might have the best chances at speaking to ancestors, getting questions answered. Um, from your spirit guides or whatever, what have you, depending on your practice. Um, And just with this time, divination is extremely important. And it's something um, that I definitely suggest you do um, in the whole week leading up and everything. But just be careful Mm -hmm. on um, who you're talking to and the protections that you have around you. Make sure to cast a circle if that's what you do. Ground yourself. Have protective things around you, scents, um, flowers, stones, whatnot, just because you never know what's around. Yeah, I talk, it's we're going to talk about a lo- that a little bit with the seances. Yeah, it's not just thin for your grandma. It's thin for everybody. And everything. So, yeah. And everything. <laughs> so just... Be mindful, please, of your divination practice. Um, So some things that you can do for your altar is put foliage of the season. So fallen leaves, go take a walk, pick up some leaves, pick up some acorns, pick up some uh, twigs, anything that kind of calls out to you to pretend you're a squirrel and just, you know, get the things that you want. Apples are big because of the harvest. Wheat bundles. I have a wheat bundle on my altar um, right now that will stay there through this um, season. Uh, Nuts, dried herbs. Um, One of the most perfect things is that you have access to so many gourds right now. 
Um, those funky little weird green and yellow ones. Yeah. Go to the store, you buy them for like a dollar. Exactly. The tiny tiny little orange pumpkins. Yeah. Yeah. The white ones. So cute. So cute. So, um, grab some of those. All of that stuff can make up some great, um, altar offerings. Okay, so to go along with your altar, some incense you can use or scents in your home. I know some people like to use diffusers or the wax melters as long as you're not going with the MLM company. Mm-hmm. Um, but cinnamon, clove, sandalwood, myrrh, frankincense, sweetgrass, and common sage. Um, green sage, kitchen sage, um, those work. All of those smells are perfect for the season and for the holiday. Some colors for cloths or candles can be purples, burgundies, black, um, gold, orange, and red. My personal altar, I like to go black um, just because it's a color that, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Absorbs. Repels. Repels. <laughs> yeah. Repels negative energies. Um, and especially with the veil so thin, like that's something that I like to use. Mm-hmm. I like to use black. So. Um, and again, I'll use don't have any colors. White can substitute. Oh yeah, anything. perfect. Yes, white cloth, white candles, anything. White pumpkins. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see some herbs that you can incorporate. Again, kitchen sage, common sage, green sage, mint, thistle, rosemary, cinnamon, garlic. Mm. Again, because the harvest bound everywhere these days. I know. You can get cinnamon sticks for so cheap at the store. Also, also if your local uh, grocery store has, um, I guess it would be like Hispanic section, um, there's always a ton of dried herbs in those in those sections. Mm-hmm. Bay leaves, cinnamon sticks, um, basil, like rosemary, everything. You can buy like little pouches for 50 cents, a dollar, two dollars. Definitely go check that out. If you don't want to or don't know how to dry your own, go check out that section of your local grocery store. I think most stores have them. Or like if you're in Southern California, there are whole like Hispanic uh, grocery stores you can go to. Yes, 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 for sure. Uh, Let's see. Some crystals that you can put on your altar or just have around you. Um, Citrine is just uh, kind of to bring warmth and energy because we don't have that sunlight. Um, Lapis lazul. um, It allows for creativity and reflection during this time period. Again, it's all about that introspection. Mm -hmm. Rhodonite. um, This is really going to help you connect and ground back down to the earth during this time um also kind of like connecting to those changes of seasons hematite is a big one i see hematite all over the place um it's just really good for your mood for um kind of like reflecting on memories and just reflecting on other things mm-hmm. any stone that's going to really help you with your divination work um like the crystal quartz that's going to really amplify things selenite um moonstone is a really good stone for opening yourself up as well as protection mm-hmm. um things like that amethyst is always good um for protection yeah. um so just some of those different things on there and the purple just looks really nice for the holiday yeah amethyst is a good one for like everything 
Yeah. So um, other things you can do. I know right now it might be difficult uh, to get together with other people in your family or with friends. Um, but if you're able, you can always um, get tested like have everyone get tested and get together um, or you can get together with the people that you live with or even just on your own, have a Samhain feast. Um, Really doesn't have to be anything special. It can just be whatever is your comfort food. Um, Just so it's generally comforting food, sometimes food of the season. Um, I know mashed potatoes, comfort food, chicken. Exactly. Mashed potatoes would be perfect. Um, on, I know I personally am doing chili because one, that is a big hearty meal and it's always been traditional in my family since uh, before I was born. My family just always has chili on Halloween. It's just (laughs) something that we always It's adorable. I don't know why. (laughs) We just always do. (laughs) So that will definitely be in my future. Um, so just things like that. And um, so so again, divination, protecting yourself from that veil, um, setting up your altar if that's something that you do, surrounding yourself with protective flowers, protective stones, mm-hmm. um, introspective reflection, um, comfort mm-hmm. is really what Samhain's about. Yeah. Another really big part of Samhain that I've kind of said a couple times already um, that goes along with the veil being thin is that it it is a big uh, time where traditionally we honor the ancestors, right? Mm -hmm. And, um, and everybody in different cultures does this in a different way. Um, They celebrate their heritage year round. They still have temples or they still have sacred grounds or, what not what have you you will go to your cemetery you'll put flowers mm-hmm. um but in Samhain is a traditional time to honor your ancestors um and this coincides with the um traditions of mexico and latin america of the dia de los muertos um they are two very different things they are very they are you can't see my hands but they're separate <laughs> they are it is, dia de los muertos is not mexican halloween no, no, it is not. <laughs> the amount of times no. I see. Stop dressing, oh, stop dressing up as sugar skulls, please. Sugar skulls. Unless it is your culture and it is appropriate. Yes. It would be the same as wearing like a geisha costume or a Native American costume. You know, it's the same. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yes. Don't dress up like sugar skulls unless you are of that culture. Yes. Please. So um, they do both honor the dead, but they do it in in different ways and for different reasons and under different circumstances. So um, with your altar um, and my household, we do kind of meld the two, right? So I do have an altar that I keep year round and I change it depending the wheel of the year. Even though I'm not a Wicca, I do follow the wheel of the year um, because I pick and choose because I can. Um, Whatever you want. And my husband is of um, Mexican and Latin American descent. And so he does like to have some of the Dio de los Muertos traditional aspects mixed in with my altar. And I appreciate that. And because he wants to do that, we meld the two and we put them together. Um, And I love it. 
Love it. Yeah. We have only two pictures up, which I'm very grateful for. Um, and one picture has three people in it, which are all three pasts on my side. And he has one picture of his aunt on his side. Um, we're grateful we only need those two pictures, but we meld the two and it works for us. Yeah. But um, yeah, I just wanted to make it clear that <laughs> they are two different things. Mm-hmm. Um, but do happen to be of the descent or have someone in your household who is, feel free to merge them if that is something that you are comfortable doing. Yeah, we're definitely doing that um, this year. Like, I don't know if, if, I feel like we've talked about it before, like getting in touch with your roots, your culture. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I am Mexican or of Mexican descent. Hi, Mexican. Um, we got here in the early 1900s and very quickly assimilated. We don't speak Spanish. Um we didn't do any of the traditions from we're from central Mexico. We don't have any of those traditions in our modern family, but mm-hmm. I have been lately seeking those things out. Like I honestly didn't even know we were from central Mexico until like this year. And that's yeah. because we don't talk about it. We don't, mm-hmm. you know, we don't, we don't associate with anybody from there. We were here. Yeah. We are quote unquote Americans. That's just how we were brought up. So this year, putting up an ofrenda for Dia de los Muertos is going to be mm-hmm. something that we um, do. I'm going to teach my son how to do it um, because I want him to remember his ancestors. You know, I do have a couple of pictures I could put up that I do want him to know about, you know, his lost uh, grand grandparents and, you know, just ancestors. I, yeah, it's just I think feel like it's important to pass down. So I am I've gotten a little pushback from certain members of my family about it and a lot of um, other members of my family embracing it. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to do what I'm doing. And, yeah. you know, we're talking about it being part of your culture. But even if you feel like, oh, I never did that. So I can't do that. If it's part of your culture, mm-hmm. it's yours and you and you can try it and. There are there are days where I feel like a fraud. Oh, like, of course. You no. Know, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't speak Spanish. I don't look traditionally Mexican. Um, mm-hmm. You know, what are you doing? This isn't yours, but it is. It's part of my culture, just because it it's was yours. taken away yeah. from us. Yeah. Um, your blood's your blood. You can't change your blood. Yeah. So embrace it. Embrace it. Mm-hmm. If you are interested and it's part of your culture, go for it. Try it. Nobody can tell you not to, just because you're not you know, this way enough or that way enough. Just do it. Yeah. And if you don't like it, you don't like it. You don't have to do it again. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, I feel a little silly saying this. (laughs) So, (laughs) last year was the first year that we did this. Um, And the whole time I had my altar up with like all of the traditional things, the Samhain things, and I had the pictures up, I could not fall asleep for the life of me until I just got too tired to go to sleep because I was like because I'm I'm a belief you know like I'm a believer in the veil Mm -hmm. and in spirits and everything and I'm Mm -hmm. like my grandma's gonna walk through that door (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh my god on November 3rd I took all that down so fast okay bye (laughs) like like, no bye grandma (laughs) that's funny see you next year yeah oh I don't know what it was, but like I just could feel it. Maybe she was watching. I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. that's why she was the one specifically in my mind. Yeah, um, I definitely am putting a picture of my Nana up 
she's like the one but it's so it's weird because I feel like she's around me all the time anyway like I sense Mm -hmm. her and hear her and smell her a lot anyway especially earlier this year when my son had some health scares so I feel like she's around but I still want to put it up you know well yeah yeah so I don't know that's nice yeah that's interesting <sighs> we'll see if the same thing happens again so. <laughs> yeah see if I, I'm gonna put a couple <laughs> more people on there so maybe they'll come back too yeah it'd be yeah. interesting I get to smell thing a lot you get that you smell things smell people I don't but my mom does I get that a lot my mom gets it a lot for my grandpa hmm like well he was my great grandpa her her grandpa basically her dad he raised her um so she she gets it a lot the smell i don't get the smell i just kind of get like inklings like you know mm-hmm. like look behind you kind of thing like mm-hmm. like that and then that whole week that i had that up um when did you put your it was just like hyper vigilant um probably about this time um so Halloween is a week from now, and I'll actually, no, I'll probably put it up maybe on like Wednesday or Thursday. But yeah, so that's Samhain, and uh, pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. Google it. You get a lot of information that I just told you. <laughs> but um, but yeah, just enjoy it. If anything, just be cozy and warm and think about your family and think about your friends and yeah. eat some good food and relax yeah yeah all right well with that we're gonna take a break hello sit for a spell listeners is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals with everything going on in the world right now james and i have been feeling the stress and have been experiencing extra anxiety and we know a lot of you have been feeling the same way which is why better help that's better h-e-l-p may be right for you BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. That's right, Jess. And did you know you can start communicating in under 48 hours? Now, BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is actual professional counseling done securely online. There's also a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available to you in your area. The -hmm. service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get a timely and thoughtful response. Plus, you can schedule weekly or video phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if and when you ever need to. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available, which is huge in the COVID-19 world. It's awesome. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. You can visit their website and read testimonials that are posted daily. Visit betterhelp.com slash sit for a spell. That's better H-E-L-P and join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people are using BetterHelp that they're hiring new counselors in all 50 states. Yeah, get on that. Mm -hmm. Get on this too. Special offer for sit for a spell listeners. You get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash sit for a spell that's better 
H-E-L-P.com slash sit for a spell. We're back. <laughs> We're Welcome. back. We actually took a break. We're so. back. We really did. We really don't. Break. <laughs> we did. We don't. We did. Yeah. And it was, it was nice. It was nice. Yeah. My husband scared me on accident. <laughs> uh, it's that time of year. I had a friend reach out to me. Um, he works at the old elementary school I used to work at. And uh-huh. he said he's been hearing a lot of knocking lately, like on the doors. What he's he's Ew. a custodian, so like he'll go in and like clean a, clean a room, and he'll he's like I hear knocking like all around the building, and some of those buildings are brick; they're not yeah. portables. I don't think any of them are portables; they're all brick. But he was like I I heard, and then he said he went to the clean the bathroom, and he closed the door behind him, and he heard knocking on the bathroom door. And then he said, oh, he was like, a long time ago, I, he's the night custodian too. So nobody is there, like, and nobody's there anyway, because there's no kids there. But yeah, he said he heard it a long time ago. And I said, was it this time last year? He was like, "Mm, maybe it could have been about a year ago. And I was like, it's October fool. Like, hello, the veil is thin. (laughs) You work in an elementary school. There's all kinds of energy trapped there. Are you kidding me? Kids are traumatized there daily daily so the veil it's thin the veil it's thin okay speaking of the veil being thin speaking of we're going to talk about séances now excellent so i got my information from wikipedia.com britannica.com psychologytoday.com theguardian.com wmagazine.com and whitehousehistory.org I specifically got information um, because I'm going to talk a little bit about the seances that were held by Mary Todd Lincoln Mm. and um, in an article called seances in the red room by Alexandra Kamel. Very interesting. If you want to read more about Mary Todd Lincoln and kind of what I will life she led. Very tragic. She had a very sad life. Poor Mary Todd Lincoln. But we'll talk about that. I think that's at the end. Okay. So, history. Here we go. We love our awesome history. The word seance is French for session or to sit. So traditionally, seances weren't considered seances unless everyone was sitting. Nowadays, uh, it's pretty loose, you know, a little bit looser. Mm-hmm. It's used specifically for a meeting of people who are gathering to receive messages from the dead. And yeah. Usually through a spirit medium um, or from the ghosts, spirits themselves. I'm going to be using ghosts and spirits kind of interchangeably. Mm-hmm. So um, a seance would be considered a success when either a disembodied voice was heard or the deceased would speak through the medium themselves or even sometimes a ghostly apparition would appear. Mm-hmm. There are of course, other more flamboyant seances. These are the ones you see in movies with knocking, tables floating, candles flickering, wind blowing, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. filling the room, objects flying across the room, ectoplasm, yeah. things like that. But those aren't always, mm, they're not always uh, essential real. or real. Yes. <laughs> 
So we can go all the way back to the first book of Samuel in the Old Testament. Mm. And I'm going to read this and I copy pasted it because I know nothing about the Bible. So I don't know what any of this stuff means. So in the Old Testament, King Saul of the Hebrews persuaded a witch to conjure up the spirit of Samuel, his old mentor, to help him prepare for an upcoming battle. So that could be, you know, considered a seance. We also, in ancient Greece, there's a temple called uh, the Oracle of the Dead, and it was built on a sacred hill, and it's meant Mm -hmm. as a meeting place for those who dwelled in this world and those who no longer did. So basically, you could talk to uh, spirits. Fancy. Seances in fiction go back as far as 1760. There's a book by um, a man called George First Baron Lyttelton. And mm-hmm. the book is called Dialogues of the Dead. And he, he wrote in that book about seances. So in the mid-1800s was the rise again of spiritualism. We talk about it all the time. All the time. It, bo- it was booming in the mid-1800s. And by the late 1800s, there was a report by... Um, a reporter, his name was Cyber Bomb, Bomb Mission. He exposed hmm. a lot of frauds among seance leaders and spirit mediums. Um, he kind of exposed these, like the ones we talked about before, with the knocking, the table floating, how a lot of these places were rigged to do these types of things. Yeah. And some churches to this day, so spiritualism churches still use seances um mostly it's kind of used for fun um well not fun people use it to contact loved ones and things like that but not usually in a religious setting but some people do it for fun yeah and people these days are more looking for the real thing people want less Mm -hmm. of the candles flickering and the light the wind blowing things like that they kind of want someone who is the real thing so even if you're just meeting with someone over zoom someone in person nobody people aren't looking for tricks and um showmanship anymore no so really quickly we're going to talk about the types of seances that there are out there there are one two three four types of seances listed i think i got this on wikipedia so there are two religions that still use quote-unquote seances and that is the religion of divine metaphysics and then spiritualism. Okay. These, both of these religions um, use seances, but they call it receiving messages in their yeah. weekly um, part. Of, it's part of their ordinary services. So, yeah. Again, they call them receiving messages. We would call them seances usually. And mm-hmm. they send, yeah, these sessions, an ordained minister or a medium will commune with spirits and relay them to someone here in the living world. Usually they'll have someone come up onto the stage, sit next to them, and then the, the minister or the medium will try to contact whoever they're trying to contact. Yeah. In some of these churches, they have um, what is known as faith healing. You know, you come up, you say, oh, I can't walk. They put their hands on you and then boom, you can walk again. Yeah, yeah. A lot of these services are open to the public. So if you are interested in seeing something like that, you can just go. You definitely can go. And 
some of these mediums don't, they don't always speak with a loved one, but they, a lot of them claim to speak to historical figures. A lot of them claim to have sort of like relationships with historical figures. Oh, okay. Like that one lady who married the pirate. Yes. But none of them, not all of them marry them. They kind of just are like, <laughs> hey, my old buddy, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Napoleon told me, you know, that kind of thing. I'd love to talk to Napoleon. <laughs> why? Because <laughs> I'd want to know what the hell, man. Why? Just why? What are you doing? Yeah. Bro? Why? Why did you do that? Yeah. <laughs> So there is a religion called Espiritismo in Latin America. It Mm -hmm. resembles spiritualism. And they do something that they called misas, which literally means masses. And in these uh, seance sessions, they tend to communicate with the ancestors or with Catholic saints. Okay. Which is interesting. Mm-hmm. So then we have stage medium seances. So these yeah. are the things you see on TV. So, you know, you go, you can actually probably do this with like local, local places probably do this too. You, but you pay for a ticket, you sit in the audience, somebody comes a famous or, you know, not famous medium comes out on a stage and just starts opening themselves up to anyone who wishes to communicate with them. Yeah. They give the audience some clues or some keywords and you and the audience kind of have to figure out if that message is for you or not. Yeah. Like Teresa Caputo. Yeah, exactly. I forgot about her. She's the, um, the Long Island medium. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. I knew her name. Didn't yeah. know her tone. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew that the opposite. There we go. So one of the earliest practitioners of this um, was someone by the name of Pascal Beverly Ran- Pascal Beverly Randolph. She worked with oh I don't actually don't know who's he or she. They worked with spirits of relatives in of audience members, but also was said to deliver messages from ancient seers and philosophers and even um was said to have contact with plato i'd like to ask him some questions too why why didn't you allow women in the democracy what does it all mean Mm -hmm. why Mm -hmm. we know why sexism (laughs) Sexism. then we have the leader assisted seances so this is probably the most well-known this is the one you see in movies most often A leader comes together with a small group. They sit around a table in a dimly lit room. The leader is usually a type of medium or psychic. They go into a trance. They open themselves up to hearing the spirit speak. Um, So the reason why a lot of people do these seances in the dark is because there was a time where people thought that spirits resided in the shadows. They thought they could come out in the light. So the absence of light was necessary to invoke them. Nowadays, I don't think everybody believes that. Obviously, you feel a little bit more vulnerable at night. You know, spirits do tend to show themselves at night. But I've definitely Mm -hmm. seen things morning, noon, night, middle of the night. doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't don't think they care. I don't think they do. (laughs) No. So a medium 
um, during a leader-assisted seance. I almost said, I almost said leader-assisted suicide. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> well, people do that. Jonestown. People do that. But don't do that. Don't. Do that. So a medium will um, either use their own voice or they will use some type of tool like automatic writing that they may ask for. If you're here, knock three times. Um, levitation of objects. Usually that's like the table or like a candlestick or something. Or yeah. smells or other signals from the other side. So like I said, this is the kind that's probably your stereotypical seance, but this yeah. is also the type that is often subject to illusion or okay. trickery. Because especially yeah. if you're going to someone who has maybe like an office or a seance room set up, mm -hmm. they have some things rigged up and ready to go. Yeah. Or an assistant kind of waiting in the back. Maybe yes. to defraud some people. So just mm -hmm. do your research. Find someone who is legitimate. Now, the last one we have is an informal seance or a social seance. So these can be done with as little as two to three people. They're done mostly just by anyone who has any sort of interest in the occult. Ouija boards are probably the most common tool used for this type of seance. Yeah. Um, we talked a lot about the Ouija board in our Ouija mm -hmm. board episode. So go ahead and listen mm -hmm. to that. But this is just done with, you can even do it. It's not recommended you do it alone. No. Uh, you know, you and a friend, you and a couple friends, get a Ouija board if you are comfortable or something like that. Do it anywhere. Um, I'll talk about how to kind of put on your own seance a little in a little bit. Mm-hmm. But that is an informal social seance. Now um, we're going to move on to tools for a seance. What do people use? What do they use? So number one is mediumship or mm -hmm. trance or channeling. Okay. So this requires some sort of, um, what is the word? Ability. Mm -hmm. You have to have an ability to do this, yeah. a talent for this. Not everybody yeah. can be a medium. So yeah. to to use this tool, you kind of already have to have it. You know? Yes. Not to say that you can't learn how to make it better or learn how to do it, but for the most part, you'll know already if you do. So mm -hmm. This is someone who receives messages from the dead. Um, sometimes when they will... Sometimes mediums will stay fully conscious and be able to hear or see things and tell you about them. Some mediums yeah. need to go into a trance. And oftentimes it's said that when you go into a trance, these mediums kind of have, they claim to have no recollection of what happened yeah. while they were in the trance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A lot of these mediums, especially the ones who go into a trance, work with someone, an assistant or something to write down any keywords or record anything that kind of happened yeah um during the session yeah so then the next one we have is a spirit board also called a talking board or a ouija board mm -hmm. so these are just boards that can be made out of um anything they can be made out of wood they can be made out of yeah. uh, rocks i guess cardboard, cardboard anything yeah. you can like literally write it on the ground with chalk 
Mm-hmm. You just need symbols, letters, numbers, or words, and a planchette. Mm-hmm. So a planchette is kind of um, is kind of like a. It's almost like a upside down heart kind of yeah. like a and it doesn't have to be that shape. It can kind of just no. you just need something that will point to the words or the numbers or the letters to get the message across. Yeah. You need something to kind of focus the energy on mm-hmm. with that. Um you to do that, you just kind of you sit in a circle, you place a finger or two on the planchette, you ask your questions, and then you get your answer. Yeah. Um, so these I've never heard of before. These next ones. They are spirit trumpets, spirit slates, seance tables, and spirit cabinets. Mm. Oh, I've heard of spirit cabinet before. A couple of these are, um, used for trickery. Mm -hmm. And a couple of them are not. So a spirit trumpet, and I'm sure we've all seen this, but... I didn't know it was called this. So it's a it's a horn shaped speaking tube that is said mm-hmm. to magnify whispered voices into an audible range. Don't like that. <laughs> 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 yeah, neither do I. Um, and I'm sure we've all seen you know like the little like loop de loop ones that opens into like a big. Yeah, it's like a modern ghost box or spirit box yeah, or something like that. Yeah. You know, the, you know what I'm talking about? Those things that make the really horrible sounds and like all the ghosty shows. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I hate those. Yeah, I hate They're those so too. gross. So after that, we have a spirit slate. So these are two chalkboards that are bound together um, with a piece of chalk in the middle. And then when you open it, you ask your questions. And then when it opens, it's said to reveal messages written by the spirits. Mm. So that could be interesting. That's interesting. Um, then we have a spirit cabinet. These were portable closets that mediums were put into and often bound with ropes so that they it could prevent them from manipulating any tools that they may have. So they may go into this box to kind mm-hmm. of do their uh, trance or open themselves up. But it kind of keeps them accountable because then they're not operating anything else at the time. They're kind of just, yeah, you know, doing their yeah. thing. Unless they have an assistant. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we have a seance table. So these were specially made lightweight tables that were said to rotate, float, or levitate when spirits were present. Mm. Also could have been made to be rigged up so that they would. Yeah give the illusion of floating or knocking or what have you during yeah. a seance. Yeah, I think the spirit tables are definitely for the um more entertainment value. Right. Yes. So there there's obviously with everything that has to do the, with the occult a lot of criticisms with seances. Mm-hmm. Um Michael Faraday, who's a pretty well-known British scientist. He was incredibly dubious of spiritualists and in particular talking boards. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of the one who helped when we talked about our Ouija board, there's something called the uh, odometer effect, idiometer mm-hmm. effect, odometer effect, whatever the word is. He's kind of the one that helped come up with that. 
Yeah. When he was testing talking boards, he used different types of wood and rubber to increase resistance to movement while mm. testing it. Yeah. Um, he found that there was no special forces at play, that um, no supernatural events, and that most of what was going on with these talking boards was, quote, a quasi-involuntary muscular action. So even if people were not aware that they were moving it, that people were kind of doing it on their own, at least under his conditions. Mm -hmm. There was also another um, chemist, a French chemist named Michel-Eugène Chauvrel. He was... He kind of made it so in 1854, he started really digging into Charlotte, what he called charlatism. Mm-hmm. He turned his attention, his attention to table turning, divining rods and magic pendulums. So his meticulous experiments kind of echoed what uh, Faraday was talking about. He stated that involuntary and some subco- subconscious muscle reactions were the cause of, you know, people use those pendulums to go back and forth, people yeah. divining the, the rods to kind of find mm-hmm. themselves different areas. And um, idiomotor, sorry, that's the name of the, I just saw it right now. Idiomotor. So Faraday didn't come up with the term idiomotor. That was introduced by physician William Carpenter, but idiomotor. He supported it. Hmm? He supported it. Yes. So he, Faraday and um, Chevrol kind of didn't have the name for it, but they mm-hmm. kind of um, came up with the idea of it. And then yeah. William Carpenter coined the term. So lastly, we have Charles Arthur Mercier. He was a psychiatrist and he was said to, quote, have precious little time for nonsense. He he spent a lot of time debunking um, mediums and would go to different ones and kind of play games with them to try to see if they would go along with the fake types of um, things he was giving them. Yeah. And he kind of dismantled their, their claims of mediumship kind of one by one, Mm -hmm. the fun out of it a little bit, but yeah, there are people who will do things like that, and there are mediums who are fake. You know, like yeah, there absolutely there are people who will take advantage of people and charge money for nothing. A hundred percent. But there are people who are really talented and gifted and have this yeah have this ability. So, like mm-hmm. I said, just do your research. Find people who are highly recommended. Find people yeah. through people that you know who have used them and have good, you know, mm-hmm. word of mouth. It's kind of the best way to do it. And yeah, because usually the people who are going to really have this skill aren't going to have like a business or anything. Yeah, they're not going to have like yeah. business cards or Facebook ads or you know, like yeah, billboards no. or. Mm-mm. It's usually word of mouth. Yeah, it's kind of how you get there. So regardless of how um, the scientists felt about seances or uh, communing with the dead, one thing that we can confirm about speaking with a medium about deceased loved ones is the comfort 
that it brings. Yeah, for sure. The comfort. So case in point, Mary Todd Lincoln. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I pretty much copy pasted this from, um, that article on, um, whitehousehistory.org. So I'm just going to read it to you. So Mary Todd Lincoln, the wife of President Abraham Lincoln, practiced spiritualism in the White House. Throughout her life, Mrs. Lincoln suffered an immense amount of loss, including her mother at a young age, three out of four of her children, and of course, the assassination of her husband before her very eyes. In mm-hmm. February of 1862, after the death of her second son, William, or Willie, she turned to spiritualism as a tool for processing her grief. So First Lady Mary Todd Lincoln became inconsolable after the passing of Willie and desperately searched for an outlet for her grief. Shortly after his death, she was introduced to the Lorries, a group of well-known mediums that were located in Georgetown. She um, found such comfort from the seances held by the group that she started hosting the seances in her in the White House in the Red Room, which isn't hmm. that from Hill House, the Red Room, the Red Room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the attic room. Yeah, there's evidence to suggest that she hosted as many as eight seances in the White House, and that her husband mm-hmm. was there for a few of them. That the president nice. Um. The seances proved to be such an effective coping mechanism that she remarked, she once remarked to her half-sister that Willie lives. He comes to me every night and stands at the foot of the bed with the same sweet, adorable smile that he always had. He does not always come alone. Little Eddie, her son who perished at the age of four, is sometimes with him. Hmm. I know. So sad. Sad. So an account of what actually happened at one of these seances says that everyone kind of sat themselves around um, a big table and everyone had musical instruments mm-hmm. around them. Everyone held, That was very popular. Yeah, everyone held hands and all the lights were turned off. At first, nothing happened. Then came the sound of loud raps, scratching sounds, the twang of the banjo, hair was pulled, skin was pinched. Mm. And one of the people who were who was there, he was a reporter. Um, he was he was a reporter for the Daily Union. He was kind of sent to just cover the Lincoln administration, but he was there so often he kind of became a family friend. And yeah. he was invited into one of these seances. He says, quote, oh wait. Okay. He says, quote, loosening my hands from my neighbors who were unbelievers, I rose and grasping in the direction of the drumbeat, grabbed a very solid and fleshy hand, which held a bell that was being thumped on the drumhead. I shouted, strike a light. My friend, after what appeared to be an unconscionable length of time, lighted a match. But meanwhile, somebody had dealt me a severe blow with the drum the edge which cut a slight wound on my forehead. When the gas was finally lighted, the singular spectacle was presented of the son of the duke, firmly grasped by the man whose forehead was covered with blood, while the arrested scion of nobility was glowering at the drum and bell which he still held at his hand. Hmm. Well, I don't really... (laughs) 
So some stuff happened. Yeah, it was someone's son who was there. Yeah. So, again, we talked about how this this before they wanted it to be in the dark because that's where the shadow, you know, the the, uh, Mm -hmm. spirits live in the shadows. But again, these people were kind of using the dark to their advantage. But through spiritualism, Mrs. Lincoln, like many Americans at the time, found solace in the belief that one could communicate with lost loved ones. Like, remember, this was the Civil War. People were yeah. losing people left and right. People were leaving and mm-hmm. never coming home. A lot of people turned yes. to spiritualism. Yeah. So just, I mean, a little bit around the same time period, um, probably a little bit later... Sarah Winchester was doing the same thing. Right. Yeah. She had that seance room built into the Winchester house. Yeah. Um, with false doors and they would do it in the dark. And she did it because she lost every, almost everybody in her family except her sister. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, people will do anything to relieve themselves of grief. Mm-hmm. So Mrs. Lincoln was again, like many others, very interested in spiritualism, but she did end up taking a step back from her practice because there was a lot of societal pressure for her to do so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the ghosts of Willie and Eddie Lincoln, which were the sons of uh, President Abraham Lincoln and his wife, Mary Todd, were not the only ghosts believed to haunt the White House. The ghost of their father, President Abraham Lincoln, is arguably Mm -hmm. the most well-known spirit at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. The assassination of President Lincoln shook the nation to its core, and almost immediately, rumors about his spirit began to circulate. Many cite that he appears in both the Lincoln bedroom and the yellow oval room. First Lady Grace Coolidge, British Prime Minister Winston Churchill, and Queen Wilhelmina of the Netherlands have all claimed to see Lincoln's ghost. Interesting. I want to see Lincoln's ghost. I'm sure it's very tall. How tall was he? He was very tall. And then his hat made him taller. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> he, he was actually quite tall. Wasn't he like 6'4 or 6'5 or something taller? He was 6'4. Ooh. Called it? Yeah. I totally knew that. So probably like 6'6", six, six, like... I don't know. How tall is that hat? Yeah. Probably like <laughs> six, eight, six, nine. Yeah. Feet. Um, so there was Ooh, a white George house. was six, two. Sorry. Cool. George was six, two. Wow. George see, especially in that time. They were very, very tall, tall for that time. Especially in that time. Ooh. Obama's six, one. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, another rumor. Well, same rumor. Different person to cooperate it was a how white house employee jeremiah or jerry smith he was the mm-hmm. white house duster for only for over 35 years he would he was um he was often in the uh, north entrance and would say constantly that he saw ghosts and he would tell reporters on slow news days all about his ghostly sightings to keep them informed yeah interesting so, the last so did he literally dust? He was the duster. He was the White House duster. Yeah. Huh. So I'm guessing right. that's what that meant. Unless it has a I want to be the White House duster. Not now. Not right now. Not right now. No. Not right now. In January. Okay. In January. 
Yeah. Um, in 1870, Mary Todd Lincoln secretly visited William H. Mumler, a self-proclaimed spirit photographer. So this guy had been accused of fraud um, constantly. He was kind of known around the area of being a, a fraudster, but mm-hmm. she really wanted a picture of her and her late husband and he said that he could do this yeah so there i did look it up there is a picture it it, it's kind of weird it shows president lincoln she's sitting so mary todd lincoln sitting down and it shows president lincoln standing behind her looking over her with kind of like his arms on her shoulders and her Mm -hmm. like him like looking down at her and uh, it was released and circulated widely, but mm-hmm. I don't know how or if they ever debunked it. We will add it to our Instagram so you guys can see. It's a strange picture. I'm not sure how. I'm sure pictures could be manipulated at the time. Yeah, they. I think they would expose like the ones over the other ones or something yeah, like that. Something. I know that didn't make but sense, but. It's a strange picture. It's definitely weird you can see his image but it's not it's kind of distorted so yeah but yeah that's the history of the seances that took place in the white house just some of them you know she did over eight of them so yeah let's uh who knows about the other ones oh i see did you look it up yeah it's kind of weird huh i don't like it (laughs) Yeah, strange. Okay, so that's that. I thought Jess would appreciate some history. I do. I really enjoyed that. Thank you. So the last little bit we're going to go over here is how to perform your own seance. Mm. We talked about earlier, just be mindful and use caution. Yes. But here's a few little steps that may help you. And I think I got these from W Magazine. I think these are the ones I got. Okay. Um, okay. Number one, be in the right headspace. So mm-hmm. oftentimes people who are wanting to perform a seance are grieving, which is understandable because, you know, you maybe recently lost someone. But yeah. you want to be sure that you and your energy and your space are protected before you... Yeah invite someone or something into that space for sure take time to center yourself ground yourself do some meditation do some cleansing make sure that your head is in the right space desperate energy will not yield happy results so no take the time to kind of just take that moment yeah um Next is location. So find somewhere comfortable for you to do this. You want to do this in some place that you you yourself are comfortable. In the movies a lot, they will show head to the nearest graveyard or go to that abandoned mansion at the end of that road. Don't you know, go to a graveyard. Don't do that. You need to be somewhere <laughs> where you are safe and protected, not just physically safe, mm-hmm. but energetically safe. Yes. So that's very that's very important. That's probably the most important. Just yeah. be careful. Lighting. There's too many there's too many energies at a graveyard. You don't know who you're going to pick up. Yeah. You don't want to you don't or or just people, you know? Yeah. Real living people. Okay. 
Next is lighting. Make sure your lighting is comfortable. Like we said before, it was once that spirits lived in the shadows, but that just is not the reality. You need to mm-hmm. be able that to see, make your life easier. Make sure you can see easily. You know, dim light, full light, whatever you are most comfortable with. So depending on what you believe, you may think you need to hold your seance on a specific time of year or even a specific time of day. There are some cultures that believe you should only hold seances during the daylight hours and other people are the belief that you should only hold them at midnight or 3 a.m. So go with your comfort level and just remember like there's no wrong way to do this. You do whatever is comfortable for you. So the next piece of advice is get a group together. So you don't really want to do this on your own because it can be unsafe. It can be overwhelming, especially if you're new. And yeah. you need protection, energetic protection mm-hmm. and physical protection. Yes. Also, the more people experience a seance, the more objective everybody can be about the experience. So if it's yes. just you, you can say, oh, I did this. I saw this. I heard this, blah, blah, blah. But then if it's mm-hmm. you and a friend, they may have heard something different or heard something you didn't hear, seen something you didn't hear. You know, you, the only thing I would recommend is that you find people who are like minded. People who are going to take the session as seriously as you would like them to take it. Talk about yeah. decorum ahead of time, you know, put expectations out on what, you know, we're going to take this seriously or this is just for fun or yeah. I'm really trying to contact my grandmother or I just want to see who's out there. You know, everybody has to be on the same page. Mm-hmm. The next section is which tools to use. So I didn't know this, but when I was looking this up, what I read was there are three types, three general types of divination. So we mm-hmm. have inductive divination which is you using the elements and interpreting kind of things in natural phenomenon rain earthquakes what have you etc um the next kind is interpretive divination these is probably this is probably the most common tarot cards runes um pendulums things like that Mm -hmm. then there's inspired divination This is the kind where you kind of have to have it. Mediumship, clairvoyance, things like that. So you want to choose whichever comes most naturally to you. Okay. And if you aren't sure, you could look at your moon sign to help you figure Mm. out which would be the most natural to you. My moon sign is Scorpio. So I am a Scorpio moon and... Looking it up, it says to best tool to use is hydromancy, which I've never even heard of before, but I'm going to look into because that sounds very cool. And mm-hmm. you are... I'm a Libra moon and my mine says for divination to use um, like a pendulum. Oh, cool. Pendulum and pendulum board. See, yeah. that's why we really want that pendulum board. Mm-hmm. Because... It calls to you. So, yeah. It calls. Just look it up. See what would be best for you. Unless you feel, you know, a connection to something already, use that too. Mm -hmm. Just kind of do whatever. Again, use whatever comes most naturally to you. Um, Things like automatic writing or anything that requires you to be used as the tool are not recommended Mm -hmm. for beginners. 
So mediumship, automatic writing, um, Mm -hmm. those things require you to be the tool. You're inviting things into yourself. So those are not recommended. Things like the pendulum are pretty easy for beginners because Mm -hmm. most things, unless you're using a pendulum board, those are yes, no answers. And it's pretty intuitive for the user. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So beginning your seance, you want to say a chant or a prayer, open up a circle, whatever practice that you use. You can ask your ancestors to guide you and protect you in your session. Use words that are comfortable to you and that are part of your history or culture. Mm -hmm. While you are doing, well, before you do all that, you want to decide who you want to contact if you want to contact Mm -hmm. a specific person. In most cultures, it's taboo to try to contact the recently deceased. This is because trying to contact a recently deceased spirit can cause that spirit to become tethered to the earth. And it's actually believed in some cultures that the recently deceased are not even available because they are making their way through wherever. And that anyone who is claiming to be that person that you're trying to contact, recently deceased person, is malevolent. And that they're just oh. trying to pretend to be that spirit to get on get in on this side, to cause some mischief, yeah. wreak havoc, what have you. So Interesting. instead of maybe asking for a specific person, you can ask for your ancestors to come through as long as they would like to come forward and mean no harm. Mm-hmm. You need to keep an open mind but take everything with a grain of salt and don't be so yeah. don't be disappointed and don't be put off if you don't come into contact with anyone or it doesn't work mm-hmm. yeah take your time ask your questions and whenever you are satisfied with whatever answers you did or didn't get close out your session with a prayer or a mantra or you know whatever you use to close out your rituals Mm-hmm. So there are certain times when you may feel threatened or uncertain and you want to close your session quickly. So if you're Catholic or Christian, you can use holy water. You mm-hmm. can, um, whatever tool that you're using, you can use um, splash it with holy water to try to close whatever portal was opened. If you don't, um, subscribe to any certain religion you can always just use salt salt is the yeah. great purifier um, you can yes. even use salt water you know if you want to mm-hmm. have a spray bottle of salt water you can yeah. form a protective circle of salt around you bef- as you, you can sit in the middle of the circle of salt um, this will help keep the energy within the circle and you yeah. can feel safe until you're done with your session to get rid of the salt you can dissolve it in water on um, down the sink or flush it on the toilet Mm -hmm. don't throw it in the yard try not to throw Mm -hmm. it in the trash you want to just get rid of it dissolving it with water is probably the best way to do it yeah then when you're done um cleanse cleanse yourself cleanse your home Mm mm-hmm You want to cleanse everything of leftover energy or spirits. You can do a smoke cleansing using common sage, lavender, cedar is a big one for these types of things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Palo Santo, if that's part of your 
culture, you can use cleansing bells, cleansing uh, sound, using bells mm-hmm. or like a singing bowl, something like that. Mm-hmm. You can use water cleansing again, even with that salt water. You can use moon water in a spray bottle, kind of walk around spraying everything. You want to go around and open everything up. And as you cleanse a room, close it up behind you. Mm-hmm. Go from room to room, close it up behind you. I even saw a thing that said you can use um, herbs. So they said to like make a make an oil with like herbs and a crystal and, you know, boil it down have it like in a little mm-hmm. vial use some of that like a couple drops of your oil in um in a, a bucket of water and mop with it oh nice so mop around the house mm-hmm. and while you're doing that yeah. you can have something burning you know like your safe yeah. or whatever you're using yeah and um you can even go around spraying things after that that's like a whole ritual right there like you know doing yeah for sure all that it cleanses everything you also mm-hmm. want to make sure that you get up because you've probably been sitting this whole time. Get up, do some stretching, yeah. some light yoga, deep breathing. Get all that leftover energy, like kinetic energy going. Get it out of your body. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get out of your space. Run around. You know, whatever. So that's kind of just a very general, very broad way to get a seance going. You want to make sure to... Customize this to your beliefs and your level of experience and comfortability. Yeah. Don't be afraid to try it. Don't Mm -hmm. be afraid to explore. You kind of, it's, it's like a, you have to walk a fine line. You need to be respectful, show respect, have some, um, I can't think of the word I'm trying to say. Reverence. Reverence. Yes. You know, caution, use some caution, but don't be afraid Mm -hmm. because you have spirits. And most of the time when you are asking for spirits to come through, you can pick and choose that you only want to speak to spirits who are there to do you no harm. You know, and if you feel something harmful coming through, you can end the session. You um, want to be respectful because spirits are people too. You know, yeah. people who have been around, who were around, you don't want to make a mockery of anything. You don't want to upset anybody. If someone came yeah. to your house and woke you up and started calling you names and making fun of you, you'd be mad too. So, you know. Oh, yeah, for sure. Just be respectful. Do your research. Mm-hmm. Um, this podcast does not count as research. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's just a stepping stone. You know, yeah. kind of do your research. Do you can, you know, what kind of crystals to wear and what kind of herbs to use and what's the best time for whatever your beliefs are. And again, using your moon sign to find out what kind of divination you may want to use. Do your yeah. research um, so you don't yeah. show up. You don't show up uh, uneducated. Yeah, exactly. And just be safe and have fun. Yes. Yes. And that is the end of my spiel about it so nice. <laughs> the end very informational thank I you is, love it yeah it's just scratching the surface of it but yeah that was that was really good mm-hmm. thank you i didn't know that i didn't know a lot of that so yeah, neither did I. That was really I did, and um even though i'm a big history buff i didn't know that about mary todd lincoln so you taught me something new I had today no idea. yeah 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 
Um, so if you've made it this far in this episode, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so like we said before, this episode's going up on the 29th. Um, really quick, 60 seconds of reminders. You have two things that we would like you to do. Um, one is to vote if you have not yet done so already. Uh, at this point, if you haven't mailed in your ballot, you're probably going to vote in person. Mm -hmm. If you're going to go vote in person, just be safe. Bring some hand sanitizer, mm -hmm. wear your mask, and you will be fine. Yeah, make a plan. Um, the other thing is to enter the giveaway because you only have like a day and a half, <laughs> two days yeah. to enter. Um, enter that if you haven't. If you have, shared it, share it with some friends. Put more entries in there. Other people you know. Mm. Um, Go for it. It's a good prize. Um, and yeah, very good prize. Author, so. um, my favorite thing I saw was keep staying positive and keep testing negative. There you go. <laughs> the testing process is really streamlined now. Um, they usually California. don't do the full. Yeah, in California at least. They usually don't do the full up the nasal canal swab anymore. They're kind of doing the double. You can't see me illustrating on my own scroll. face, but. They're doing the double nostril swab. Um, I've done it. James does it all the time. So it's easy. But no. get tested. Be safe out there. Vote. Enter our giveaway. Mm -hmm. Vote, vote, vote. This is the last time we will bug you about it because maybe by our next... Well, next time we record, hopefully we won't <gasps> oh know. My God. Oh, wait. So in the, in the episode that comes out, oh my gosh, it's going to be such a surprise because on the episode of the 5th, we... We won't know next because so. we're recording it in like five minutes. Yeah, so don't spoil. <gasps> you guys it. will know, and we won't know. <laughs> but we, the episode after that, we will hopefully know. And oh, that just made me so nervous right I now. Know. <laughs> Look at my face. <laughs> my hands got, my palms got sweaty. Oh man. Okay. I hate it so much. Okay. So anyways, cool. we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening to this very long anniversary episode. Um, we appreciate you and we love you. And please vote and please enter our giveaway. And, and yeah, and that's goodbye. All. Happy Halloween. Happy Samhain. Stay safe. And goodbye. Stay safe. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Sit for a Spell. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And follow us on all social media at Sit for a Spell Pod. If you have anything you would like us to discuss or want to share your own practices, please email us at sitforaspellpod at gmail.com. Until next time, blessed, blessed be. be.